Hey everyone, and welcome back to What Have We Been Watching? A deep dive into your favorite movie topics where we rank them. As always, I'm here joined with my co-host Stephen Westaway. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Good to be here for another episode. We're approaching blockbuster season, Nolsey, so a lot of movies to talk about. I'm excited for this week's uh, this week's episode. How you been? What have you been up to these last couple of weeks? Well, um, the last couple of weeks, I have been watching all the Conjuring movies. How about yourself? <laughs> I've also been doing that. Um, you know, just just chilling out. Big couple of weeks coming up. I got my my other podcast, Steve's and Earl Free Tips. We're about to enter State of Origin season for all you Australians out there listening. Obviously, the big rugby league event of the calendar. We've got Loki that starts on Wednesday night as well. So a lot of things coming up and I've been watching the Conjuring movies. Yep, and I mean, there's a reason why we put ourselves through watching those Conjuring movies as well. It's not just because we're crazy. Uh, basically, the third Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, came out last week. So we decided to go back through all the Conjuring franchise and then rank them. And it's been a very interesting experience. What I will say is that I've got a lot of opinions about this and <laughs> I think that the movies range from from good to bad, but we're not doing this alone, no letter. No, we're not. We are joined here tonight by a very special guest. So someone who is a massive fan of horror movies, has seen pretty much all of them. We have Aaron. How are you, Aaron? Hey, good, thanks. Um, thanks for having me on the show. I'm very excited to give my opinions about these movies. Um, I think, unlike you guys, which I found out, I've actually watched these films before. Um, <laughs> Whereas you were all going through your first watching of all of them up to up to this new one, so we don't watch yeah. movies. We just run a movie <laughs> podcast. But uh, it's good to have you here. I mean, I'll step in for a second. Obviously, um, you know, husband and wife. Yep. We'll, we'll just let the cat out of the bag. Everybody knows now. It's on the air. Um, you guys, uh, you've basically been the third man for this podcast uh, during its course, Aaron. You've basically been the person that's always listened. Um, you know, inv- invading our uh, our podcast studio just to. Uh, to give your opinions, so uh, you've basically been, you've always given your opinions off screen, so I'm happy to have you here to, to give them on screen. Um, I think they'll let a, your wife shot, sold you a bit short, to be honest, you know, you're not just horror, you like video games, you're a diehard gamer, um, and yeah, I mean, you've got pretty pretty heavy opinions. So I do, uh, let's just say, there's a lot of noises that happen in the background um, when you... When you folks out there listening to the podcast that you may not hear come through the mic, but uh, I do get quite irate at some of the opinions that uh, especially Westy likes to put out there. So uh, hopefully we'll see how intense tonight's conversation gets. If you ever hear, what the hell was that? Then that was Aaron in the background. Um, If you ever hear any of that. um, Mostly it's just a lot of angry arm movements in our direction. A lot of foot steaming. (laughs) Door slamming. All right. So we are talking about the conjuring. Yep, so um, it's been a very interesting experience. Uh, I guess let's get into it. What are your overall franchi- uh, thoughts of the franchise, guys? Because we're not going to get um, into spoils. Obviously, we'll discuss where we rank them all. But uh, at the start of pretty much all these movies, at least the Conjuring movies, the mainline titles, they say that they're you know based on a true story. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think and what are your thoughts on the, the true story aspect? And what are your thoughts on the real people? The Warrens, and do you think? Um, I'm not saying if you believe, or do you believe? You know that that these these things could have happened. Obviously, they've been, you know, they've been hyped, and and yeah, you the know, movies are definitely like a very over the top. Yes, they've been dramatic. Of this, yeah. But um, I mean, I believe that these people 
believe that it happened. I think that obviously they are this famous for a reason. They have their own collection. Um, I'm not really a skeptic when it comes to ghosts. I kind of believe in that sort of stuff. And I think that there are, I don't know, there's got to be something out there. So it is interesting. But in saying that, the way that these movies show them, it's definitely extremely over the top. Well, there's been eight movies so far. We've got The Conjuring, the mainline titles, um, the three, the, yeah, the third one we saw today. We all saw that. Three. The movies, we've got um, The Nun and the, and the Annabelle movies and The, uh, the, the Curse of the yeah. Weeping Woman. So, um, you know, plenty of different f- source material they've taken from and from the real-life cases, so to speak, if you believe in it. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts on, on the background of The Warrens? It's, it's interesting because these are, you know... Smaller budget movies, but they've been very successful at the box office. I know a lot of people love horror, but it's interesting to see how this has kind of stood the test of time going through eight years now. Yeah, well, I won't give my opinion of the series overall because I think um, that's probably maybe better served for when I give my number one opinion of the film. Yeah, we'll do a conclusion um, yeah, and we'll talk about our overall thoughts I, at the end. I, I've of, never been a fan yeah. of the true story uh, aspect of a lot of horror films. Um, so I do like horror, and one series that did it very similar, while well, <clears throat> that made out like it was based on a true story was the Paranormal Activity series. And I, I always feel like when movies actually do this true story aspect, it actually pulls me out of the experience because I start looking for things that are like, oh, would this actually really be possible in real life? How could this actually work without the whole world finding out about it? So things like that actually kind of pull me out of it. So I'm not really a huge fan of the whole trying to bring in the base on a true story thing. That being said, though, um, when it does start to get pretty over the top, um, it can be quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, in terms of the, how the Warrens are trying to, how we're trying to base this on the Warrens history, um, again, the true story thing just causes some issues for me, but again, I'll get more into that. I think when we get into some of the movies. Have you guys ever seen the Amityville Horror? Because this is what they really got famous from and the other stories kind of came, um, you know, beyond that and they, they told the other cases, but the Amityville is really what made these guys. I've seen the, the seventies version. So I have mixed feelings. They haven't covered it in these movies. Yeah. I mean, like. A little bit in the second one. Yeah, yeah, with but, the, um, the interview on TV. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I enjoyed, I mean, I enjoyed the Ryan Reynolds one, but I haven't seen the 70s one, so I can't really say what that that was like as a movie. But um, I think it's kind of, yeah, obviously the, it being their biggest sort of thing that made, yeah, the thing that made them famous, it's interesting that they haven't really delved into that in this franchise yes absolutely well it's definitely an interesting experience seeing it in the cinemas i mean we've got a huge month coming up in the show and uh don't forget to like us on facebook at what have we been watching movie podcast on instagram at what have we been watching to stay up to date with all our latest shows and news loki's about to start on wednesday we mentioned that at the start of the show i'm yep. sure we'll have a spoiler review for that when the season's done like we have for wandavision and falcon and winter soldier yep, i'm very excited for it and uh, just a, a, a schedule update in the next month. So we've got, after this episode, uh, we're back in a fortnight to rank every Fast and the Furious movie. I know all letters very excited for that. Um, Aaron's, you know, you might just watch the movies with her because you uh, love them so much. Yeah, I think I'm a bit busy whenever she's trying to watch it. So, <laughs> uh, so after that, we're going to go into our rankings of the MCU, the fortnight after, yep. to uh, celebrate Black Widow. It's a big list. So we're going to look at Phase one to phase three, the Infinity Saga, and rank all those movies. And then in July, we've got uh, ranking the Fear Street movies that are coming out on Netflix. There's slasher movies, more horror coming up. You're on your way on what have we been watching? And then to end July, we've got uh, ranking every Hotel Transylvania movie. So there's a lot of big, good content coming your way on what have we been watching. Uh, but 
you know, are you guys ready to, to get yeah, into it? Let's, yeah, let's get into it. Yep, let's do it. Let's get into the spoiler reviews. Everything will be spoilers except the new movie, yeah, which will go non-spoilers uh, for. And we'll give our review when we get to that point and we'll rate it out of 10. Okay, let's get into it. So we're going to start with talking about our number eight, seven, six. Then we'll talk about five and four, then three and two, and then leave number one for last. Uh, basically, if anyone has it in the same section, so eight, seven, or six, then we'll talk about it. But if anyone has it higher, then we're gonna wait until we get to that part. Okay, Westy, let's start with your number eight. So just a quick side note as we get into this, obviously, but we both pretty much watch all these movies for the first time. So uh, yes. in my opinion, there should be no debate over some of these bottom ones. I think there's a vast <laughs> difference in quality. So I'm interested to see what you guys think. But my number eight to start us off is Annabelle. Uh, it's in this section, but I have it at number six. Seven. And Westy, I'm the same as you, mate. Eight for me. Okay, awesome. So we're all kind of in agreement here, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Nola just got the highest at seven. Let's get into it. All right, so basically this movie is the second installment in the franchise. Uh, it's the first spin-off that came out a year after The Conjuring. And basically uh, tells the story of the doll Annabelle that pretty much got introduced in that first movie. It's a, uh, a cursed doll, uh, porcelain doll. Um, like the, the, I think the real wooden, doll was I wooden. I think the real no, doll was the original one. Yeah. Was, yeah. So yeah, basically, uh, a couple begins to experience terrifying supernatural occurrences uh, after pretty much getting the doll. And uh, as I said, this is seven years old, so we can really dive into spoilers. I absolutely hated this <laughs> thing, and I, I. Everything that I was watching on screen was terrible from the start when we had just the fucking Manson family just show up out of nowhere and start, you know, killing the neighbours. Obviously, that connects to the franchise later. Yeah. But I'm like, what is this? Are we watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? What are we doing here? So, um, after that, obviously, you know, the woman tries to kill the pregnant wife um, and then basically kills herself after her partner's killed and... The, the blood goes in the doll's eye. The, the doll gets blood in it. Instead of throwing this doll away, the couple's like, nah, we'll keep it. What, what could possibly go wrong? We'll give this to our baby. It's got blood stains all over it, but let, let's just keep it. And the husband's like, no, 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 we'll throw it away. We'll put it in the garbage. But then they get it back. They're like, no, no, we'll just keep it now. It's my doll. I got it. You gave it to me. This is my doll. So um, I just hated this thing. I just think characters uh, had no logic to their decisions. Uh, I, I think the best performance in this movie was... Uh, Alfre Woodart that played the the book owner, uh, the book shop owner. Oh, what? Uh, Evelyn, um, and even her arc was pretty terrible. Nobody the, is that the same chick from Luke Cage? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, you disagree. Okay. No, no, no one. No, there was no. <laughs> there was, there was oh no real through line in this thing um, to the Conjuring universe, apart from the priest. Um, the only positives I can say, because again, I watched it all in one sitting. I wasn't bored watching this movie. But I wasn't bored for all the wrong reasons. I was just, I hated every second of this thing. Um, I think the soundtrack was good. I think the, the as in the uh, the score was really good um, and really did a good job creating uh, a bit of suspense, especially at the start. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just this was just a giant mess for me, and I hated hated it. I couldn't I could not believe this. Never made me want to watch another Annabelle movie ever again. So I was dreading watching the sequels. Yeah, I have to say I was exactly the same after finish watching this. I was just like, oh god, how this can only get worse from here, <laughs> surely. But 
Um, but yeah, the other ones kind of surprised me a bit. And there's a reason why this is number seven for me instead of number eight, but I'll get into that when I get to my number eight when I speak about that one. But yeah, this movie was just an absolute mess. Although it like it was actually felt more like a comedy than a, a horror film because I was laughing the whole way through oh, this movie because I was like, what is what is this stupid film? It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen while yeah, doing one of these is, lists. It's so just far. actually really terrible. It's so bad. Yeah. Aaron? Yeah, Westy, I completely agree with you. It's um it was absolutely awful. I apart from the Double Maybe Do, which we just watched, this was the only other conjuring movie I actually had watched at the cinemas. Surprisingly. I watched it when it came out. Um, back when, you know, The Conjuring was sort of just starting, starting out as a big sort of franchise. And I hated it then. And as a kid, I, I, I'd be terrified by any kind of movie like that. And I still thought it was dumb back then. And watching it when I was when, when I was the age I am now, I was just as annoyed watching it. it. It just is not a pleasant film to watch because it is so annoying, the things that are happening in the movie. The story is dumb. The acting is terrible. And I guess the, the worst thing about the movie is Annabelle isn't even scary. She's not even the main monster of this film. You barely see her. She's probably in about four scenes where there's actually horror stuff happening, but she's not the actual horror element of these films. And that's what annoyed me about it. It's a film called Annabelle, and it's not. she's not even the scariest part of the film. Well, if there is anything scary in it, which there isn't. So I for, just hated it. For a movie to you know be the first spin-off yeah. of the, of the mainline yeah. series, mm-hmm. you expected to see an origin story, expect to see nothing... What happened in this movie? I don't even know. I watched it a week and a half ago. Um, we got a we got a sacrifice. It's just it's just a giant mess. And obviously they tried to fix it, which we'll get into later in yeah. Annabelle uh, creation because they try to tell tell that yeah. origin story. But why this direction did they choose the first spin-off? It just seems yeah. it just seems very especially when you look at that first Conjuring movie and you see the difference in quality, it's just unbelievable to me. And I don't, yeah. don't know how this movie became so big because it made a it lot massive. of money. Yeah, yeah. It and it, like people were talking about it. I remember it being huge that so many people were like, oh my gosh, did you see that Annabelle movie? Yeah, that's like, why I went and watched the and film. And I was just like, and, and how? And how? how did they think this was cool? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But uh, yeah, Annabelle was my number eight. All right, let's move on to the seven now. My number seven is the nun. <laughs> Uh, I do have the nun in this section. Nun's number six for me. Um, it's not in this section for me. All right. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later then, uh, which leads me to my number six. And I'm trying to remember what it is. My number six is Annabelle Creation. Really? Yep. Not in this section. And no, I don't have creation in this section either, actually. Wow. Well, for people that thought this is going to be a straightforward, yeah. before the show we talked about how we thought we're all on the same page, but it looks like we are not on the same page no, at all, really apart are. from Annabelle. All right. Sweet. Well, that's my section was shorter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, that means, um, well, yeah, this whole part's going to be a bit shorter than we all thought, I guess. Yeah. So my number eight is The Curse of La Nerona. Well, the Weeping the Woman weeping in Australia. Woman. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is not on my list, obviously. And I, my, I do have list. in this section, I have it as my number seven. Okay. So we'll talk about that when we get to it. No letter, your seven yep. was obviously Annabelle. Yep. And that leads us to your six. So my number six was the first Conjuring movie. All right. I'm not in there for me. Definitely not in my list. <laughs> Let me tell you that. So, Aaron, we pretty much know you're... Where you stand with these movies, yep. uh, let's just read them out. So your number eight. Yep, my number eight was Annabelle. Uh, my number se- uh, seven was The Curse of the Whipping Woman or La, La Leona. And my number six is The Nun. 
All right, well, that is our first section, a lot shorter than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Looks like this is going to be a, a, the rest of the podcast is going to get very interesting yeah. soon. So, <laughs> might be a bit controversial here. All right, let's get to the next section. All right, welcome back to What Have We Been Watching Movie Podcast. Before we get to our five and four, just want to put a little bit of self promotion out there. Steve's NRL Free Tips airs every Tuesday <laughs> afternoon, and our State of Origin special is about to drop where I discuss my prediction for the game, my first try scorers, and a lot more. So, check out. Steve's and our footy tips on Facebook. And please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Let's get back to the show. Okay, my number five is The Nun. That was my number seven. <laughs> and I had it as my number six. So this one, so The Nun was introduced in the second Conjuring. So this was another of the kind of spin-off movies. Um, basically, it's set in Romania, where a at a um, a nunnery. What are they called? Convent. Convent. They the nuns go crazy, and um, this young man finds one of them hanging. So the Catholic Church, the Vatican, sends out a Catholic priest to go check it out. Um, he asks a girl to help him, and then some craziness ensues when they get there. Um, I honestly really enjoyed this film, obviously a lot more than you guys. Um, I thought that it was actually kind of scary. I thought the concept was really cool about how it was, uh, where it was set. I thought some of the scares in it were actually really scary. And also I kind of liked that the main character in this, Sister Irene, is actually played by the... Uh, lady who plays um, Lorraine Warren, they're real sisters in real life. And I thought that was kind of cool. Little family resemblance going on there. Nice connection, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Oh, what no, you, you can get going you if you want. I, I, I want Aaron to go first. Because... <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> did you ever rip into me? <laughs> I did have it six. That doesn't mean it's necessarily a good movie, I don't think. So when Nozzy says that she really enjoyed it, I think that's a bit odd. But anyway, I have one note that I wrote down after. after I watched all these movies. I wrote about three notes for each one. And I have one note for this movie, and that is cool setting. I think that it is a good setting. Uh, the crosses that scatter around the entire um, building, are, I think that's a really cool concept. And I really like the scene uh, with the, the grave bells, where they used to put um, bells into... Uh, coffins when people were buried during the times of the black plague and if obviously someone was still alive they could ring the bell and you'd know that they're alive so i think that was a really good scene apart from that it's not scary i wasn't scared at all um yep. i'm kind of just annoyed the whole time with a lot of the characters um frenchie was okay um as a character uh but apart from that i just again it was just another movie things were just happening there were characters they were trying to scare me and it just it just wasn't working. Again, cool setting. I like looking at some of the things on the screen, but just not having a, necessarily a great time or a terrible time. I was just watching a movie. <laughs> That's all I can really say about it. So, uh, so this one time, I was, I was at an airport, and I went up to an airport, and I was going to board a flight. The flight was to Fiji, and the flight, because of rain, got delayed 12 hours. That was about as entertaining as watching this movie. For me. Um, that that wait for that twelve hours. This was a very very tough watch, and I had to watch it multiple times. I had to Whoa. go. I had to stop it and oh, come really? back to it because I was someone needed to uh, 
to just hold my eyes open to watch this thing because if I if it wasn't, I was going to fall asleep. And uh, listen, this is has to be one of the most boring movies I've seen in a long time. This is up there with Nomadland where I just want to turn it off and go do something else. <laughs> what I'm seeing on screen isn't necessarily terrible in this movie. Um, and I echo Aaron's sentiments in the positive that I can find from this thing is the is the setting. Uh, they actually filmed it in Romania and I feel like it was, it was a beautiful movie it to look beautiful. at. But what was happening on screen just did not catch my attention. The nun wasn't scary at all for me. Uh, the, the, she was just shrieking and, and screaming in every scene that, that the demon was in. That you know it was was you know consuming the the character of the nun. Um, the characters, Frenchie was fine. He was there for some comedy relief because this movie's dark and they've got a lot of explanation to what's happening. Oh, look back in World War II, this was happening. What, who cares? I, I've watched this movie. I cared, I, I, okay. I, couldn't, I cared. I couldn't tell you what, what, what the plot was and I watched it two nights ago. I just, it just, I've just completely blocked it from my mind. The one cool scene that I'll give it credit for um, is when he gets, when uh, the Reverend, whatever his name is, doesn't matter. The priest. When the priest, whatever. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> listen, all right? I was kind of reluctant on this movie because I don't like the idea of of the whole nun being evil nuns, you know, because they're such a holy thing. And in you know, I'm I'm not religious, but I like to believe that there's a greater you know thing out there. But but you know, so I was like, uh, I, I don't know if this movie's for me. I watched it. Um, I just yeah, it was very boring. As I said, the as I was going to say, the one scene that I liked was when the the priest or whatever he got uh, kind of stalked in the night. He falls into the grave and he has to ring the bell. I thought that was a cool. Nice little scare, um, but apart from that, um, I was just—you just had to, mate. I could have been doing anything else. I feel like I was just watching a very different movie to you guys. I really enjoyed every second of okay. that movie. I don't know why. I, well, I do know why. I just—it was good. Fair enough. That's <laughs> that's someone's opinion. That's just like your opinion, man. Well, um, I don't know whether it's coming from someone who doesn't watch a lot of horror films, but I genuinely found a lot of that movie scary. Well, look, when we, when we were watching it, I remember you, you mentioned as, as they were really building up towards getting to the actual building, you were like, man, this place is gorgeous. Where is this? Like, what is this place? So I, I think you might have been really drawn in by how beautiful and, and how good <laughs> the setting was, is what me and Westy keep and talking about. And the acting about. was good. And yeah, I think you like that main actress too. Yeah. But, American although Horror one thing I must say, why the hell was she there? Yeah, there was no and reason. And there was, like, he was literally like, yeah. oh, the, the, they told me that you're a, uh, you've been to Romania. And she's like, I've never been to Romania. He's like, and okay, there's there a reason. <laughs> there was no reason. Yeah. And yeah, they really so that that's one thing I was like, what? But but I, I'll counteract what you said about it being scary. I'd probably think out of all these movies, it might be the second least, I'd probably say, scary movie in the franchise. So, personally for me. So, I think there's one that isn't scary at all. But uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. So, any other thoughts about The Nun? No, let's move on. No, okay. We're up. Sweet. So that was my number five. Now we'll go to my number four, which was Annabelle Creation. My number six. And then Mutz was my... Ugh, sorry, that was my number five. Your number five? Okay. So we can talk about that then now. Um, So this one was the second Annabelle movie, but it's also kind of a prequel. Well, it is a prequel. So... It's weird that it's this part of the franchise. Um, but basically, it is set um, as Annabelle is being created, funny, funny enough. Um, what a thought. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with Anthony LaPaglia's character. I can't remember his name. Um, Samuel Mullins. 
So he is creating the doll for his daughter, um, who dies in a very tragic way, which was pretty full on when you're watching it. Um, and then it sort of flashes forward till 12 years later, where after the tragedy, the Mullins are opening up their home to girls from an orphanage, um, at which all of a sudden they start. One of the girls, the main girl, I can't remember her name, Janice, I think it is. Janice. Um, she starts seeing Annabelle and it starts bringing Annabelle into this and then you find out that the Mullins had put this the soul of her of their daughter into this doll um basically in my opinion this is the movie that should have been done first uh, instead of Annabelle like I just don't understand why they've they've gone back in time for their sequel and, and especially when this is such a superior film to to Annabelle itself like this movie the setting was really cool um the, the main actress, that girl, the girl who played Janice, who, um, is, who suffers from polio. So there's this whole big, like, fr like scare scene with where she can't walk and she's needing to get down these stairs. And it's just so well done. But she is just such an incredible actress. And I mean, and the way that they've kind of tied this movie back to the first Annabelle at the end as well, I thought was really well done. Um, so basically, Janice grows up to be the girl who's in the, the cult that murders her parents and goes and into the doll again. It's kind of like gone full circle. And I think they kind of did that to kind of connect it to that first movie. Yeah, yeah, which is probably other than the doll itself is kind of like the only real connection as to why they would have done that one second. I don't know. What do you think, Aaron? You've got it at five, I've got it at six, so you may yeah. as well go first. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, I, my notes for this after I'd watched it were that I thought the, the kids were really good actors. I thought they, they really carried the film. Um, obviously, they were the main characters, but they were I was pretty impressed with them um, as actors. Um, but I feel like the movie was just way too long. Like, it, there was just some unnecessary scenes in it. Um, nothing necessarily that I can pick out. Just, just yeah, just things dragged. I, I I did like, as Nozzy said, the way it tied back to Annabelle. I think it redeemed a bit of Annabelle. That being said, I didn't want to go back and watch Annabelle again because of it. I just I thought that it connected yeah. it back well. Um, but again, it, this is my issue. I keep having these Annabelle movies. Is that Annabelle is not a good horror character. She's not a good villain because she there's nothing menacing about her. There are no scenes where Annabelle is the scary monster that's causing some sort of threat. It's just... It's just the monsters latching exactly. onto her. Yeah, but that's what yeah. annoys me about it because there's... Am I supposed to be... Like, what am I supposed to be scared about here? Nothing... It's just these other monsters in the house. You could just have a bloody... I don't know, an apple. I want an apple. Call it apple <laughs> creation. Apple comes home. And, and, then, and then it'd be the same effect as really having an Annabelle there because she's not doing anything. So, again, while I did enjoy it more than the, the first Annabelle, but I enjoy anything more than that, um, I just... It, it's just another movie is a, a, in, in the franchise to to watch if you're like a creepy doll that isn't actually creepy because there's nothing scary that happens. So good story, I guess, because it tied back in. If you like, if you care about the Conjuring canon, watch it for that. See, I per <laughs> I personally think that it's one of the darker installments in the franchise. So I, I'll bounce back a little bit with that. I do agree in terms of the runtime. Uh, I, I thought this movie really dragged, and I do like the concept. I think the opening scene is fantastic with how the Mullins child 
dies. Um, and I think that's a, it's a really good setup for the movie. I do like the concept of, uh, you know, these orphans and uh, the, the family takes them in, you know, years after their, uh, years after their kid gets murdered, um, gets murdered, gets killed. Um, but overall, it's, it's another one of these movies where there's just, it, it's not holding my attention long term. And I did watch it in one sitting. I agree with Noletta in terms of the, the main child actress. She was fantastic. I don't like where the plot goes. I feel like uh, Samuel's wife, who was just bedridden, could have done a lot more in this movie. I feel but like she's she was completely. Miranda Otto. She's yeah, such she's a great an actress. Incredible actress. I thought uh, she was in, that, in the movie. I thought and, there was yeah. actually a wife in the film. And she didn't do anything really. No. It was just kind of an unnecessary thing. I don't think that uh, the like the mean girls in this really had any sort of redemption arc at all. I just think they were unlikable the whole time. The, the older the older orphans um, that were that were picking on her and I'd also say that I understand how it links back to Annabelle but I don't like that decision that we've been following this child for an hour and a half and then we, there is no redemption in sight with some of these other uh, conjuring movies and and just in the universe in general and even a lot of horror movies you got a little bit of hope but for me this movie doesn't seem like it's got any hope at all and I don't I Probably don't. You, I guess you know what's happening after. Exactly, and I don't. Well. And I, I just don't. It just does not connect to me. Um, I do, as I said, I do like the concept of of orphans in a house and it's haunted. I just don't think the execution was there for me. So uh, for this, this is kind of just a middle of the road one. Um, maybe popping on if you if you've got nothing else to watch. But I wouldn't go out of my way to see this. And and this is the whole thing about these first two Annabelle movies in particular. I just really just was disconnected, and I feel like, and I'll, we'll get to the third one shortly. But I feel like. Um, this is one of the weirdest trilogies I've ever seen because they're all yeah. completely different they to are. each other, the installments. Yeah. So, um, Annabelle Creation was a bit of, as, as Aaron said, it was a better attempt at, you know, the origin story and, and a spinoff, but it just didn't hit it for me still. Can so. I just ask you guys before we move on, can you remember, what was one good scare in the film? Because I can't remember any horror scenes from the film. When she's going, like she's stuck on the thing that's going down the stairs. Yeah, but, okay. I didn't think See, that was a good, like scare that's a good scare scene. But I called. You knew that was going to happen from the start of the movie when you saw it. I feel like even though it's been done to death in horror movies, the the blanket scene with the mean girls and she's got yeah, the torch. That was good I well. feel like that yeah, was okay. that was an okay scare. I guess but, I remember that one the most. Yeah, it's just because but, when you watch, if you ever go back and look at the trailers for all these movies, there's always one big scare they love to promote. Yeah. But I and I I just can't and I can think of one for all the other movies, but this movie I just. Apart from that scene that Westy said about yeah the blankets and the and the flashlight, I, I can't pull anything out really. So, yeah, that's that's I just wanted to know what your guys' opinion was. No worries. All right, well that was your five and four no letter. We'll get to Aaron's now. So we'll change the order a little bit. Aaron, your five we've already discussed. Yeah. So my five was Annabelle Creation. Um, my f- number four is uh, Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. The one that we just watched. Um, so I was going back and forth where to put this. Um, I'm going to put it also at four. Yeah, well, it's obviously not in this section for me. Sweet. We'll talk about that. Your, your parts have been very fast. Yeah, yeah. No, don't, um, don't talk about it. <laughs> uh, well, that leads to my five, and it's one that you guys have both already mentioned, and that is the curse of the weeping woman. Mm. Um, for me, obviously, you guys have it a lot lower than, than me and have, it seems, vastly different opinions. <laughs> um, this movie was obviously the... The most detached out of the whole franchise in yeah. terms of not really connecting to anything apart from the priest from Annabelle showing up in this. Um, it didn't really connect to any of the other installments. For a standalone story, 
I personally enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't love it, um, but I did feel uh, like uh, Linda Card Cardinelli, um, who plays you know she's known from Velma from Scooby Doo and Hawkeye's wife and some other roles. Um, <laughs> But I think she was really good in the movie and I actually built a connection with her character and her children uh, as she kind of desperately attempts to save them from uh, a spirit who is trying to steal them and she's been pretty much got a curse on her from another character in the movie. So I enjoyed that concept of it. It felt very procedural, um, which I feel like kind of, it just flowed better than better than other movies. It was only an hour and a half, this one. It kind of breezed by, by me. I wasn't really bored watching it. Um, I, I don't think it's a great movie. None of these movies, I think, are great that I've discussed so far at all. I, I think they're all just yeah. extremely yeah. mediocre to terrible. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I had a decent time. It's nothing that I'd go to my way to, to watch. The best way for me to describe this movie is watching a standard episode of Supernatural, but Sam and Dean aren't in it. It just feels like a, a standard you know, a horror case that could be any horror movie. It doesn't have to be... This could just be a standalone movie that has nothing to do with The Conjuring, and it pretty much is that. So, I... I think the performances are okay. I like the um, her, her the cop friend. Um, I like him. Uh, he's actor. I think his performance was good. And I also like um, the man they get to uh, to help them as well. So uh, overall, I, I enjoyed this movie. I didn't love it. Um, I just think it's it's a watchable film. So and and for a watchable, that gets to five on my list. So. <laughs> Personally, I think yeah. Like honestly, I had this at number eight. So I think this is the worst movie in this whole franchise. Um, like one the reason why I have this lower than Annabelle as well is because I think they are worse actors than the people that were in Annabelle. I thought, really, yeah, I, I especially like the child actors in this were terrible considering they had like I feel like they've been pretty good with child actors throughout this series, and I just felt these ones were just absolutely terrible. And talking about movies that just don't scare you at all, like this is. I did not get scared by anything in this movie, and I'm easily scared. Really? See, I, I I think that there's a I don't know if they're scary, but I feel like the scene with the car where, when the monsters trying to get in the car was a good scene. I feel like um, him trying to drown the daughter was also suspenseful. I don't know if it was scary per se, yeah, but nice. I did not know what was going to happen in those moments. And for me, some of these other movies that we've discussed have been extremely predictable where you know the outcome before it happens. So um, uh. yeah, I, I was kind of because I didn't know anything about it. I felt like uh, these characters were in a little bit more danger than some of the other movies. So I just feel like it could have been so much more. And it just, I don't know. Well, I, this movie, as far as I know, was promoted to not be a part of the franchise. And then they kind of tacked it on. So okay. I, I think that you might be looking at it in, in the lens of, you know, expectation yeah. from the other movies instead yeah. of... Probably. It's just as a solo movie, but yeah. So, Aaron? Um, so I thought that... Again, it is my seven, but I do actually think that this movie has a good monster. I think that The Weeping Woman actually is a good horror villain and bad thing to come up against, um, as opposed to Annabelle, where she's not. Um, I agree with Nolsey, the acting was bad. It was bad acting. I don't know yeah. what you saw in it, Westy. You didn't think that uh, Linda no. was good at all? No. 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 Okay. I, I didn't think she was good. I The kids annoyed me. And yeah, they really... I. I watched the movie once before, and I, I didn't know what I thought about it. I thought, oh, maybe it is good. I'm just, I'm just thinking things wrong, from wrong position. And the, there's only two scenes I remembered about it before I rewatched it. There was the scene that Wesley talked about where it tries to wind down the windows, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's scary. But watching it back again, you can have the argument of, well, if that, she can manipulate the windows to try and get into the car, she's already in the car, therefore it's not scary. Um, you don't think it was just her messing with them? 
Well, yeah, there's that argument too, but I mean, anyway. The yeah. only other scene I remember, which I, which I did like again on the second watch, is when the little girl goes out near a pool. And obviously the whole point of this character is that water is how she's going to kill the kids, right? Yeah. So every time you see these kids near water, that's when the tension rises, which yeah. I do think is a good aspect of it. And there's this umbrella scene where this umbrella keeps opening and shutting, opening and shutting, and you can't see anything until the final time when it opens and it is a see-through umbrella and you, you see the weeping woman. And I think that's a really a really cool scare. Um, it's it, You'd think it's a jump scare, but it's not really done like a jump scare. It's done a bit more subtle, which I really I really enjoyed about it. That being said, the rest of the movie's not scary. Her, her, how does she, apart from somehow she drowns them, she grabs them on the arm and burns them. That's her... Yeah. That's how she attacks people. Also, she I have to them. say, she is the loudest, like, oh, haunter in the whole really? world. Really? The amount of times that, I said, that shut scene up. <laughs> where they are all downstairs, they've got the candles all around them, and she's just stomping around upstairs. <laughs> like, oh, it's Yeah, this has come from someone that loves the nun who just <laughs> screams in people's faces. <laughs> you would always know where she is, though. You'd be like, that's not scary. Like, oh, yep, there she is. I can hear her. <laughs> like, to me, like, it was just so stupid. And and also, how does she not know where they are? That time, like, oh, yeah, just stuff like that just really got to me. I was like, this is so stupid. And you just get that classic horror trope of, oh, they're protected now because they've, they've got a perfect yeah. line of beads that the, the ghost and can't get course, past. And of course, the but the gonna, girl wants to get yeah. her toy from outside the yeah. door. So she grabs the so toy like, and, oh, it's all good now. But, oh, she brushed the line of beads. That's now, awful. But characters make awful decisions in all these movies. So I don't know why you're just picking on this one. I'm not oh, saying that the other movies are good. I I'm just know. saying that this just annoyed me just more in this the way film. that it was done, it was... <laughs> I feel like I'm being attacked here, family. Five. Look, she's a good monster. I think it's good. At least, at least the movie called The Curse of the Weeping Woman was about and had a scare coming from the Weeping Woman, even though it wasn't scary. See, I almost had this at four. So, listen, wow. you, I, I, I changed my mind last minute. But yeah, yeah, listen. <laughs> had some talk. I've had about an hour to think over the my number four, uh, which is the same as Aaron's. The Conjuring, the Devil made me do it. Obviously, in your top three, don't let us all talk about that shortly. All right. That's our four, uh, five and four. Okay, so let's move on to our numbers three and two. Aaron, what is your number three? Uh, yes, yeah, so my number three is the first movie that kicked it all off, The Conjuring. That is not on this portion of the list for me. Oh, and wow. it's, and it's know what that means. No, number that six. That was my number six. So I guess we're not talking about that yet. Right. <laughs> your section might be short again. Yeah, and you'll all find out what my number one is as well anyway. So, but uh, my number two is the second Conjuring film, The Conjuring 2. Yeah, this is in my section for this one. This is also my number two. And it's, yeah, my number two as well. Look at that. We got one in Got one the of same. them the same. Does that mean we talk about it now? Yeah, Okay. can talk right, about cool. it. All right, so... Um, I really think the, the concept of The Conjuring 2 is really cool. You get two really cool stories. You get the, Am the Amityville story at the very beginning, which I think is well done as sort of an after, you know, we're seeing events post them happening. Um, but then you also get this this story over in, in England, which it's it's a really cool concept and it's got some really cool uh, horror villain. Again, I keep coming back to it, but I, I like a good horror monster villain character. And the one thing that annoyed me about this movie is that the Crooked Man is such a cool character design and they set him up so well. They've got a song for him, this cool little playing box that does him, and you, and you see him in one scene as well, but he's only used in one scene for horror. And and it, it, that's what frustrated me about this film is that you've got this really cool bad guy of, of the Crooked Man and he's he, they set him up so well and he's just underutilized in this film. 
I don't remember what the actual monster was in this. Oh, it was the old man. And he was really cool too, actually. So yeah. I'll give you that. Um, the but the old but man was, was actually, actually yes. phallic. Yes. Phallic. But yes. the way that they manipulated... Is the nun. The, is yeah. the nun, yeah. The way the old man was manipulated to look like he was the bad guy along yeah. the majority of the film was really cool as well. Um, finding out that they're doing a Crooked Man movie standalone, I'm actually really keen for that. Um, again, I just think that monster design is really cool and, and, and looks awesome. And the scene where where the, the fire truck rolls into the... Um, into the little boy's tent that he likes to stay in yeah. and then sort of we progress a bit more in the scene and then it, and it comes back it's out. Like it's just something really ominous and, and, and creepy. The, the atmosphere was just really well done in that scene. So I did really enjoy that. Um, that being said, it does have some issues. The third act, I think, becomes a bit of a mess um, when essentially, I don't know what you guys think about this film, but I think it balances the idea of is this real, is this fake? Okay, and even the Warrens in this film are questioning: Is this all in the girls? The girls just lying. She's making this whole thing up, so people don't believe this family. They think they're just trying to manipulate the government so they can get some sort of rental assistance or move to a different different house. Essentially, is what what they're trying to make out. And the Warrens are trying to figure out if they're if it's a real possession. If it's not, they're not finding any hints of of, of actual possession when they're there. Even though you know all these crazy things have been happening. So what happens is. Essentially, you're as an audience, you're like, well, yeah, this is cool because they're balancing these two sides. Is it real? Is it all made up? You get to the third act, and the Warrens are like, no, nah, we believe them now. And they go back to the house, and that's of course when all the all the crap hits the fan, and everything starts going nuts. And that's when I started losing interest. When things just became traditional, like horror film, walls are cracking, everyone's running to different rooms in the house, and and that just what really annoyed me. Again, it is my second film in the in the franchise, but. I think it just doesn't finish as strong as it starts. It it, it builds tension well, it builds scares well, um, but in the end, it just becomes a big scream, running, smashing fest of yeah. Who knows? I I think in yeah, in saying that, that's probably the movie aspect of it coming out. So like the first two acts, like first two thirds of it, basically, are are them really. Like diving into what the actual real life um, case was, so like basically it's like the Warrens going traveling over to the to England and then realizing that they're going to be there a bit longer, trying to help this family out before they get kicked out of this house. Um, but then yeah, that third act is really where like the whole dramatic, over the top, theatrical side of this franchise really comes in i think and yeah. that's when yeah they're they're trying to show oh hang on like this is also a movie as well yeah. it's like we're not just going to be looking at it in the the true sense of it but um i just think this was it was really well done the um the little girl who played the one who who was possessed um janet i think it was she just did an absolutely incredible job and just the whole concept like the fact that this really happened that they kind of showed like the true like the interviews and um and you could hear them sort of talking to her in in the end of it and stuff like that and but then yeah when they they showed that she had actually done this stuff herself but she reckons that she got told to do it because otherwise they're going to murder her family and stuff like that it really just makes you question this whole thing and and how true even the Warrens might think some of this stuff is. Like, I don't know, it kind of really shows a different light on them, I thought, as well. Yeah. 
So I watched this movie very recently, and I for the first time, obviously, and I really enjoyed it. Um, what I will say, on picking back on both of your opinions, I think that the concept of uh, questioning whether this family is telling the truth is very interesting. But then I think that if I'm going into a critical kind of analysis of the film before I get to my positives, I'd say that the cops and, and several other people, the neighbours, have all seen this stuff already. So it kind of just... It kind of defeats the purpose for me because there's a lot of proof that this stuff is happening. So yeah. uh, that's one thing I'll say about that. But overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I think that the family is extremely likable in this. And I like the fact that they follow um, the original movie in having it be in a house with a, based on a family where the Warrens are supporting roles. Yeah. One thing I'll say against this movie is that the Warrens really don't enter until the second or third act. They take an hour, hour and a half to even get over to London, London, and that's where the, the horror aspect really kicks in. Yeah. Um, I, maybe the best kind of scare, and it's not really even a scare in the franchise for me, is the fire truck going in and, and haunting yeah. the kid. I really liked that. I really liked how the daughter was getting you know, possessed. I liked the fact that he died on the chair and he's saying, my house, he turns the TV channel and he's kind of just fucking with the family, basically. So... Um, Overall, really enjoyed the movie. It does get into a little bit of a Hollywood ending, but I like the fact that um, that Lorraine was having visions the whole movie of Ed's death, and that they, you know, she's doing everything she can to change it. He's worried about her, um, you know, kind of going too far with these visions, which we see more of in the third one without really getting to spoilers there. So it's a good back and forth, and it's good to find out more about these uh, these characters. I will talk about. Uh, this next part, more in Annabelle Comes Home when we get to that movie. But the Warrens are terrible parents. I just want to acknowledge that. They're, they're away in Christmas. They seem to be away at all times of the year. They're just horrible, horrible parents. They might be good investigators, but they are awful parents. Um, so you've got that. I also, want to, uh, I also want to highlight that the scene with the nun stalking Lorraine and she gets behind the picture, she runs her in the picture, that was scarier and better than the entire nun movie. That is the nun I wanted to see in the movie. I don't want to see no crappy, let's go to World War II, let's look at some... some, some just It's just terrible. Um, but yeah, listen, The Conjuring 2, not terrible, really good. Um, and again, it was it was a lot of bigger budget, so they introduced people like the Crooked Man, like yeah. the nun, but they still kept it small scale. They kept it with the one family in the one house, and I really enjoyed it. Also, shout out Elvis Presley. Can't help falling in love with you. Great performance by Patrick Wilson, um, and uh, a good yeah. note to end the movie with yeah, dancing. That, that, that scene so. really, uh, when they do play the guitar, really does help to sort of shift the tone a little bit and give you a bit of a, a breather mm. from some of the intensity of the film. So I do like that they included that. So, yeah. all right, The Conjuring Two was all of our number twos, uh, and that's your friend two done, Aaron. So now, we're going to go to your number three. Yep. So my number three is The Conjuring Three. The devil made me do it. Both me and Aaron's number four. Yep. yep. Um. So this is obviously a very new movie, so we'll won't go into any spoilers in this. Um. But basically, it's once again based on a true story that the Warrens had to in- investigate. Um, it followed the the Glatzel family. Um, it starts with the exorcism of David Glatzel um, and then sort of moves on to David's sister, her boyfriend, Arnie something. I can't remember what his surname was. 
Um, but basically, the whole story surrounding is surrounding Arnie's character because he murders someone and he then goes sort of puts out that like the defense that the devil made me do it so the warrens have have to sort of investigate um just how the devil made him do it so that he doesn't get the death penalty basically um now we're not going to get into spoilers because yeah. obviously we'll, we'll do this double this up as a review so um yeah what did you think of the movie why well, obviously i really enjoyed it i thought like number three for me um i i got scared in quite a few bits and i mean it was kind of nice going back to the cinemas as well to watch a movie to be honest but i just felt like um the way that this was done i kind of really enjoyed that this focused mostly on the warrens rather than like the the actual arnie storyline like even though that was kind of the the reason why they were investigating it kind of it looked at them more than than him um i thought that the reason why this was all happening was was really well done whether that was the true reason behind it or not I'm, I'm, it actually made me really want to go look into this and see whether they did discover all this stuff or if it was just something made up for the movie. But... You, you mean you watch the movie and you still don't know whether the devil did it or not? <laughs> yeah, but you, you like... No spoilers, you same. can't tell us if you can't know. It's the same with all their movies, <laughs> yeah. though. It makes you question just how real or, or false that it is. And, and like, I mean, I just felt like it was, like, very... the. The trilogy itself just seems to flow really well, I think, and this was a, a good next instalment for it. Who do, you, do you want to go first, or do you want me to cover it? You know what, you go first, Westy. I'll, I'll, tap, I'll have the final right. thoughts on this one. No worries. Well, obviously, this is very fresh in our mind. We only saw it a couple of hours ago. Um, without getting into big spoilers, you basically covered the pot synopsis. Um, and this has a very... As soon as you get into this movie, it seems to me anyway, and you said that they kind of flow very nice and have a nice cap. It feels like a different movie than the first two. Um, it feels like... Because it's more... And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing because they've got to evolve, but instead of, you know, helping a family in a house or helping one situation, they're going and, and investigating stuff and it becomes more of a crime kind of procedural kind of movie. Kind of like The Curse of the Weeping Woman. And it's actually interesting because it's the same director that also directed that movie. James Wan does not direct this one. Um, and you can definitely tell that it's a little bit of a different style. What I will say is I really enjoyed it um, and I enjoyed certain elements. I wouldn't say that I loved it, but I it was a good watch. Um, the... The problems that I have with this movie, the things that I like, um, without getting into giant spoilers, it's hard to kind of go there, is how Lorraine and Ed and their storylines in this movie, Ed's going through some health problems, we'll say, and Lorraine um, might be going further with her supernatural element of her character than she's ever been before. So it's an interesting mix of both of them in, in situations they're not really familiar with and... Um, you know, the, the tension that that brings to it, that they're both in severe danger at a lot of point of this movie. However, I do think that the Warren family in general, in terms of this conjuring cinematic universe that we've created over eight movies, over eight years, work better as supporting characters. Now, you say you like them more, Noletta, yeah. as the main characters. I don't. I feel like... I feel like the perfect way to, to approach a film like this and a conjuring movie in general... Um, and 
I think they should have popped up in other movies, which they didn't really. They haven't, other than Annabelle Comes Home, they haven't really been in the other movies. But I think the best way to really approach this series going forward is by having a storyline, having what's happening, and then having them come in and help solve the crime. Their storylines are interesting, but the more we get of the characters, I think the less special they become. And the, the, the good thing about the first two installments, and especially the first one, is we don't know too much about the Warrens. They're a little bit of mysterious kind of characters. We know that they've got the, the artifacts, but we don't know their kind of story. When you make them the main character characters, it kind of just makes them like everybody else. And I think that the balance is good there. The other thing, the other thing that I will say is that I don't think that the characters compared to the first two movies in this franchise, which obviously, um, obviously we know my number one. Um, I think both the the first two installments are stronger. Um, I don't think the the case, so to speak. It, these characters are necessarily as interesting, and I didn't have enough of a connection with them like I did with the English family number two and the family from the first movie. So um, overall, I enjoyed it, um, but it's not something I'm racing back to watch, and I feel like it definitely is the weakest of the uh, of the trilogy, in my opinion. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> Well, I have it at number four, Sam is Westy. Although I think compared to him, I did not like this movie. So just so that you know that my up to my fourth film, I don't really like any of these films. I was actually um, going to say, three is where the series for me, my top three movies is really where the quality starts to get better. I like, I think the top three in my list are good movies. I don't think the rest. Yeah, are, I, so. I could call the next, the ones above this one good in, on my list, but yep. this one I just don't, I don't like it. Um, my note for this after I got out of the film and it was the first thing I thought of um, we actually saw some a friend as we were walking down and he said oh, what do you think of it and we didn't want to tell each other what we what we thought so all I said to him was if you like the Conjuring movies you'll like this one and that's because my note for this movie is it is another Conjuring movie if you've watched the other ones you've watched this one already you get a new story that does one thing different which is that we've now got a curse now, not the curse of the weeping woman. That's something different. This is a someone is cursing people in this one. Okay, so that's what makes the horror different in this film. Is it scary? No, it's not scary. Did I find any scenes particularly good? The only scene I like, and this isn't a spoiler because it is in some, one of the trailers. Uh, there's there's a scene with a waterbed, and I think this is a really cool scene because I've never seen you've seen you've seen movies where they they like to manipulate the blankets and have shapes hiding underneath blankets and and sheets and blinds and things like that but to have it to have this this thing sort of like work, working underneath of the work underneath but within the mattress and and sort of changing things and making ripples in the water was was really cool it's really brief but I thought that was the coolest scene all the other scares are just this, the camera will focus on one thing for about 10 seconds while some bass, uh, heavy bass will start playing. Then it will stop. The character will turn around and that's where the scary thing will be behind them the whole time. So again, it's just not scary. It just annoys me when this when this is what they keep doing every time. I think that's what I'd hate about with Woman 2. I'm pretty sure he, it's the same director. I'm pretty sure this is how he did the same horror in that film as well. Um, so it just, yeah. And... I think you could tell that they... I think they pumped a lot of money into this film, though, because it seems like the production value is really ramped up. You've got a lot more visual effects happening. They have, like, a lot more epic scenes. Like, there's, like, a cliff scene and, and like... And just a, the, the uh, actual exorcism-type scenes are a lot more intense. Um, 
But apart from that, I just, I just wasn't really interested. They're just going around doing stuff. Again, the Warrens are good. They carry these films when they're on screen, but I just wasn't really interested. I, I think they're good characters for sure. Yeah, Nolody, I think so too. I, what I will say is that you mentioned the high budget, and I think that's the problem of this movie, is that when James Wan directs them, mm. both the first movies, because it's in one setting, yeah. you get the claustrophobic exactly. feel. Exactly. And because this is just a, a crime procedural movie, it could be any other horror movie. Yep. I know that the Warrens are in it, and uh, th- don't worry, they're still a very likable couple. I think they're back and forth the highlight of this movie. Yep. But I just don't care about the case that they're, they're trying to solve at all. No. So. I would have preferred a courtroom-type drama for this. Give me some uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, but with The Conjuring, you know? Um, they don't really focus on the court case was, at all. But yeah. Well, they don't really bring the court case into it. I thought it was going to be more bit. about them in the course, yeah. but it wasn't really. It was just like finding out how he or why he did it. Yeah. But right. anyway, that's... Well, since it is a non-spoiler review, I was just waiting to see if you had anything else to say. Apparently, you don't know that. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought you were waiting to say something, but... Uh, because it is a non-spoiler review, uh, we're going to put it in the title that we our review is in this episode. Um, I'll start with our guest, then I'll go into ours. Uh, Aaron, what would you give this movie out of 10? Five. And that's it. That's generous. Five out of 10 for Aaron. No letter? And it's my fourth film in, in The Conjuring universe. Yeah. I, as I said, I think the first three, my, the top three movies are the are the best movies by my, in my opinion. But anyway... Obviously. I don't know. I haven't really thought about my rating. Probably. <laughs> this is every time we record one of these. <laughs> I think you're a fool of it, by now. Um, I don't know. I guess probably a, a six or a seven. Probably I'll go six. Probably be a six point five in real life, but. I'd probably give it a six as well. Yeah. So, um, five, six, and six. I, especially considering it's in your top three, it doesn't say much for the movies, yeah, no well. All right. Well, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Do we talk? Oh, no, actually, we've got another one. Oh, we got another one. I was like, is that the end of this part? But it's not. You guys talked about your three and two. Um, <laughs> so we know your number two. I, yeah, well, your two was the Conjuring two. We never actually yeah. said your two, but obviously we talked about it. My number three is Annabelle Comes Home, which is obviously not on this no, part of the list. And we've already talked about the Conjuring two, which is my number two as well. Um, so yeah, let's get to the final part of this. Let's smash it out. All right, guys. So we're up to our top Conjuring franchise movie, movie franchise <laughs> installment <laughs> of the franchise. Conjuring our favorite Conjuring universe? movie in the Conjuring universe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for me, it, we should have just cut that, but we're not going to. Uh, for me, my favorite Conjuring franchise movie is The Conjuring. The original from 2013. Noletta, you had it at six, which is just blasphemy. <laughs> and Aaron, you had it at three. Um, for me, as a person that had never seen any of these movies, this film immediately uh, made me positive about what this franchise could completely be. And to see my dreams destroyed <laughs> after that, uh, you know, it was, it was disappointing. But um, this movie takes place about a family being haunted. The Perrin family, I think they're Perrin? Parent, let's say that that's what they're they're called, Um, in Rhode Island Island in 1971 in the farmhouse that they buy. And um, they're a big family. Um, They're getting haunted. The Warrens come and help them. And that's really what starts the whole event in the Conjuring universe. They are known for solving supernatural crimes, so they come and help. And I think that this movie does such a great job making you care about the family and the the children in the family. And um, some of the scares in this movie are... Outstanding. I love um, people getting thrown around the rooms. Always 
always fun and I, I think that they do that with great effects you've got you know birds dying it, it just it's it's a, it's a miserable place to live and the warrants come and help them they bring their crew along and they try to really unravel what's happening here um during the movie you really find out um that um about more about the warrants and uh vera Farmiga or whatever her name is, uh, her and Patrick Wilson are really good as the Warren family and it, this movie does a great job setting up the franchise by showing you the different artifacts that they have in their house and, and you know, we get introduced to Annabelle, Annabelle gets out in this movie. So while it's setting up that stuff, you've also got a really compelling story with the family and I really loved it because I, I said it when we are talking about um, the third installment, how... It really is this claustrophobic movie, and it's a small budget movie that kind of came out of nowhere, took the world by storm. So I can understand why that movie was so popular. And obviously, it spawned all these other movies, but I think the original, with how tense it was, how new it was, the scares had been done in other horror movies, but not really to this effect. And to see the mother become a completely different person, to see her possessed and see her transformation and how the family's trying to get her back, um, it's it really was enthralling for me. I really got sucked into the world and I really enjoyed it overall. Um, this movie has another example of the Warrens being terrible parents, but I'm not going to really <laughs> dwell on that too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, for an introductory movie, I think that it, it does a great job. And to be honest, I don't think they were really intending to start a franchise from this. It was just a sleeper hit. Um, and it's really spawned all these other movies, for better or worse, depending on your opinion of the franchise as a whole. But this original, um, it was scary, it was intense, it was well acted, and I just enjoyed it from start to finish. And I think um, that the ending, and I did not know where it was going to go. I did not know if the, the, the wife slash mother was going to be freed from her curse or not. It was new ground for the horror genre, and I think it really um, it really holds up eight years later as the, the shining beacon of this franchise, in my opinion. Fair enough. Um, so going into watching all these movies, this was the only one I had actually seen previously. And I think maybe watching it a second time is probably what put it a bit further down my list. Just the second watching of it, I wasn't as excited as I remember being the first time I watched it. Um, I remember really enjoying it years ago, but then watching it this time, the whole time I was just thinking I would rather be watching Insidious right now which I think is just a much like better version of this kind of horror. So, cause you've got like the ghosts and you've got, I don't know, like it, I just personally think it's so much better than, than the conjuring. Um, and like, yeah, the, the reason why it's so far down again is cause I was kind of, I felt a little bit bored in the second watching as well. Um, but I do appreciate where it sort of has brought this franchise like it really did pave the way for for these movies i mean like there's there's no way this franchise would be anything like without without this first movie and i really do i really enjoyed the introduction to the warrens as well um another thing that kind of really annoys me with these kind of ghost horror movies is how they love to like make these ghosts affect weather patterns as well. And I just, that kind of always throws me out of, of watching it because I'm like, that just would not happen. Like ghosts, how can ghosts affect weather? It just really frustrates me. And they kind of 
started doing that a lot in in this film there's a few scenes where like all of a sudden the clouds come over and symbolism and, yeah it just i'm like how would this happen but yeah i mean o- like overall i think all these movies are pretty average and i mean so see, this is a movie that i consider being extremely good i think that this yeah. is without a doubt the best I of the franchise i feel personally. like my number one is a lot better <laughs> yeah aaron your thoughts um, so what did I say about this movie? Okay, so the main thing that annoyed me in this movie, if we're going to be really nitpicky, because I do th- I do enjoy this film, I don't think it's amazing, um, I don't think it's great, I think it's good, is that <clears throat> the the main dad is such a bad actor in this film. If you watch it, what? he's annoying. Okay, no, the family's good, the dad's annoying. Yeah. He can't act, and I don't know... I like him. He can't, oh, alright. We've already like established yeah. that you like all the bad actors. I like a tree too, but they series. don't act that well either. So, um, but anyway, Hillary Swank's good in this Karate Kid. Look, let's not talk about the Karate Kid podcast. You can get one more view on that one, all right? Right. Um, so. so, look, the dad's annoying, but I do think the family's good. And what I think, when you watch horror movies, you can you can do one of two things in modern horror, which you really see a lot. Okay, the first type is that you go with jump scares, and jump scares is easy, right? Because focus on one thing build up a bit of tension behind it boom all of a sudden there's something there and all the girl all like the you know teenage girls in the cinema all scream because that's what was designed to do okay the other way you can do it is you can actually show horror on screen you can show someone a monster you can show something creepy happening on the screen and that can create a sort of tension and fear from a viewer as well and I think that's what James Wan as the director does so well if you watch The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, he doesn't hide things. He shows you things. The hide and clap scene's a great example of this, I think. They do this hide and clap game at the start of the movie, and, it, and it, this is when you first, sort of first get introduced to this family, and it's this really cool concept. And instead of going for the whole jump scare effect, he goes for this idea of they walk into a room and they, they can hear the sound and they clap, and they, you know, you, you clap. You call out for a clap, and the person that's hiding from you has to clap. And then you can obviously tell where they are, and you can find them even closer. Yep. And they trick you in this because what ends up happening is you think that one of the kids is hidden inside of uh, a cupboard, but it's actually some sort of po- demonic possession that's taken over this this house, okay? And I think they do that really well because they show you the hands. Later on, you see this same creature sitting on top of, of the cupboard as well and they show you it they show you it they don't hide it from you you see it so I think they do that really really well and that's what James Wan does well in his two Conjuring films so that's why they're up there that Um, creates tension it builds it up but it's it's a difference between if I know a jump scare is going to happen I'm not scared okay because I know you're trying to scare me if you're showing me something that's just outside of my view or that's kind of obscured but I can sort of see it I think that just does there's such a better way to do horror especially modern horror you look at something like the Haunting on Hill House. And exactly. So they have all those hidden ghosts in all the scenes. And that's what really, you know, really captivates me in those horror movies. So that's what I really like about The Conjuring. Again, I I just, something about it just, it's a very, it has three distinct acts, which is very obvious. And I guess it's that third act problem again that I had with The Conjuring, um, no, what, what did I have? Conjuring two. 2. 2. I had that third act issue. And it's the same thing here. The They can't get the priest to come and do the exorcism. So, oh, it's time Ed's gonna do Ed's gonna step up and he's gonna do the exorcism himself and now the house is going crazy and we're all splitting up around the house and so and and then it ends up in a basement so it's just it just is that third act of these movies that I don't like I like the way James Wan builds horror and shows horror I just don't like when he goes or he's forced to go the other way 
and just make it become an all-out rage affair with yeah. you know things just happening and and screaming and noises and stuff. So I think um, when when because uh, he's building that when you mentioned that he's building that tension that he earns that third act because he's putting these hints throughout the movie that that's where it's going to. Yeah, and I you think a lot like, of people will really like that. I I just prefer more of a subtle type of horror. So that's that's you know that's probably a personal issue. I think that Insidious does it better because Insidious doesn't go with that option in the end. And James Wan also directed and and, and wrote Insidious, and I and I do think it's better than the Conjuring franchise. And we don't end up with this crazy over the top end action scene. It's a lot more subtle towards the end. So if you get a chance to watch Insidious, I'd recommend Insidious for sure. Um, but yeah, I and I think that one thing that I've noticed on the, my second watch of this film is that they do, if you actually just sit and listen, not to what the characters are saying when they're in the house, but to the background noises that are happening around them, it's really creepy. It's really well done. He, You can actually hear things moving and, and stomping around the house. And that's why the hide and clap scene is so effective too, is that they use subtle... Subtle sounds so well in this film to build to build horror. It's so. not as loud as the Weeping Woman. Yeah, who just yells. Or the nun. Yeah. And again, that's another bad form of horror, and you just want to yell at people and as well. Let's just overload their senses by having this thing scream really loud. All right. Yeah. Well, that was the Conjuring. So, um, you guys both have the same number one, so you may as well talk about it together. I have it at number three. Go for it. Yeah. So, uh, my number one is Annabelle Comes Home. Which is very surprised. I honestly, at the start of this, if you had told me that I would have had an Annabelle movie as my number one, I would have told you that you're crazy. But this film was just really, honestly, that enjoyable. Um, so basically, this one kind of goes back to the Warrens' house and it follows Judy, their daughter. Um, the, the Warrens, once again, being Abandon terrible. her. Yeah, so <laughs> They give her a babysitter. <laughs> Someone's there to look after her. They go off into the wild investigating something crazy. Tell them that they're going to be home the next morning. And she's left there with a babysitter who... Their babysitter's friend. Who is going to make a cake for Judy because it's her birthday. Um, but while this is all happening as well, Judy is starting to realise that she possibly has her mother's gifts as well and that she can start that she's starting to see ghosts um and then you've got this whole subplot as well of the babysitter's friend daniella and then bob the boy that's a little bit in love with the babysitter which what was her name mary, mary ellen so basically this movie kind of forgets about the Warrens and focuses more on Judy and the babysitter's storyline. Um, it kind of, although it's an Annabelle movie, it also looks at some of the other little knick-knack demonic things that the Warrens have in their house. We kind of get to learn a bit more of all of those things. And honestly, like I just thought, thought, thought that this was just such a fun ride of a movie. It kind of had that whole like 90s like horror movie feel with the babysitter and and like the boy wanting to come over and and then it you had this sort of nice moment with Daniela the babysitter's friend like and her wanting to find like speak to her her father who had passed away um and Annabelle was actually scary as well which was really cool and on it, like there was a whole bunch of other kind of aspects that were introduced into this, which I would like them to explore further. Yeah, Aaron, what are you, what's your thoughts? 
So I watched this movie when it first came out and didn't go to the movies or anything. I just rented it. Um, and I really, I really liked it the first time I watched it. And I was reading reviews about it back then and people weren't really that keen on this film. It had a pretty bad review for most people. And I, was, I thought that, okay, I must have just re- misinterpreted things. It is probably a bad movie, whatever. I went back and rewatched it and I still got to say, I, I really enjoy this film. Now, ask me again in two years, do, is, do I think this is my number one in the franchise? Maybe not. It, it, you have with the Conjuring universe, you have two options. You either have the more artistic, a lot more atmospheric style of James Wan in his first two acts of his film, not his third acts, or you've got the over the top stuff of, of um, I guess you'd say the Devil Made Me Do It or or, or this film, Annabelle Comes Home, and it really does go over the top. And what you do is you get a bunch of these horror tropes, right? But they do them well, I feel like. You get all these really, again, it's this rogues gallery of all these creatures and demons that have been locked up in the Warren's basement and now they're finally let loose and they can, you know, terrorize this group of teenagers and young kids. And it just, it, something about it's just, again, it is more of a fun um, horror film. There are some good scares in it, but um, I think the feely-mealy scenes are really cool. It subverts your expectations when you think that they're going to stick their hands into that box and something bad's going to happen and then it doesn't i think that's really cool um the samurai thing i mean i think that's a really well well done thing i just they just blend a bunch of different horror monsters into the film well and i guess that's all i wanted at this point of the franchise i just wanted a movie that was it had some cool monsters it had some decent horror and the characters while not completely likable did the job that I needed them to do. And so overall, I think most of the elements of this film work together. Do I think it's a great movie? No. Do I think it's a good movie? This week I do. Next week, maybe I won't think it's a good movie. Ask me in two years when I, when more modern horrors come out, we've had more Jordan Peele films, more Ari Aster films, and I'm probably not going to put it as my number one. But at the moment, I just enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I yeah. would watch this movie again in a heartbeat. I, I really enjoyed it, and what, I can't say that about What the happened rest of was them. one of you two watched the first film when we first started doing this watch through, and one of you said to me, <laughs> I want to know more about the things inside of the Warren's cupboard. Now, neither of you can remember who said that, okay? But one of you said it. And can't I was like, yesterday. And I was like, that's a good point. And then when we watch Annabelle Comes Home, that's what you get. It's a good point. It was definitely me. <laughs> yeah. when, oh, you watch, like me. when you watch Annabelle Comes Home, that's what you get. You get a, you get the rogues gallery of the Warrens. You get all of these bad things letting loose on the house. And yeah, that's, I don't know why, it just, it, it gelled well for me. I One enjoyed that. One of the scenes that I think was done the best was the, um, the spirit TV as well, where they kind of, Shows yeah, like, they, they're showing you horror before like it happens. Like two seconds in the future, which is going back to like that whole James one thing. Yeah, where... show me the horror. Don't yeah. hide it from me. I want to see it. Yeah. Okay, for me, um, so I was not looking forward to watching this movie at no. all. Um, <laughs> the first Annabelle movie wants makes me want to rip my eyes out. <laughs> the second horror, uh, second Annabelle movie wants me wants me to makes me want to go listen to Evanescence in the rain. Um, and this movie. <laughs> It's just a fun journey, and I really yeah. like it. So it's it's a coming-of-age story about Judy Warren, 80s, 90s kind of feel to it, and I really, really like that part of the movie. And the best part of the movie for me, in my opinion, is without a doubt, and I've been a big fan of it for a long time, one of, if not the best and most promising rising actress in Hollywood, McKenna Grace, playing Judy Warren, 
We know her from Hill House. We know her as oh, uh, the, the young version of Tonya. She's Tom Kirkman, Kiefer Sutherland's daughter in the Designated Survivor show when that was on. But she's a great actress and she carries this film really good and um, really well. And, and she's she's got so much range to her performance. It's it's fantastic. So much so that when we're watching the Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do it today, I was very disappointed yeah. to see that she, she is not yeah. the daughter in that movie. The daughter's barely in that movie, but obviously there's a bit of a time difference. But, um, you know, to to have McKenna Grace in this franchise, we definitely need to revisit it. She needs to come back. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy the coming of age story. Uh, Madison Eisman is really good as Mary Ellen. Um, obviously, she's from Jumanji fame and she's really good in this movie. And it's just a fun journey. Um, what I will say is that for me, I completely disagree with you two. I don't think this movie's scary at all. This movie feels to me like an 80s slasher movie where you've got these teenagers, they're having fun, it's a good time, but it isn't scary. And if I did say, and, and I, I did think it when I watched it, um, but I don't know if I told you that, that, that I wanted to see more of the artifacts, I don't think they're used in a good way in this movie. As I said, the Warrens conveniently abandon their daughter, leave her alone. We've got a we've got a, we've got a friend coming in, Mary Ellen's friend that basically is there to cause chaos and just let these things yeah. out. The characters She's the typical the bad characters girl. make yeah. terrible decisions and I know that they're teenagers so they do, but for me there was no tension in this movie. I didn't believe that any of them were gonna die. They're teenagers. When you've got the werewolf at the front chasing the love interest, Bob or whatever his name is <laughs> playing the guitar. Yeah yeah it just it just didn't I, I never felt like these characters were in danger. I never felt scared at all. I, for me, it was much more of a comedy than a horror movie. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because no. I reckon it's a really good comedy, no. really good coming-of-age movie, but this is the Conjuring universe we're talking about, <laughs> right? So for me to go from that claustrophobic, awesome atmosphere that James Wan presented in those first two movies to this completely other thing, it's a good surprise, but for me, it just doesn't have that tension that some of the other movies do pretty well. Yeah, I don't, uh, in particular the first two. I don't so. know if I said I thought it was scary. I just think that it does horror well. I yeah. think it does some horror aspects well. I, if I said scary, I don't think it's scary. I think it just does horror. I think you said there were some scared. good scares. Oh, some good, some, yeah. some good I, horror scenes then. I guess I mean. I got yeah. scared, but that's not a surprise. I guess scared. But by as I said, everything. It's, a, it's a really, it's a really good teen movie, yeah. teen drama. I enjoyed it for that. I just didn't find the horror element of this movie to be effective at all for me. So overall, I think it's a good movie, but it doesn't necessarily fit in with the Conjuring universe. No. And that's the, and I want to see more of this it's kind of type of movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah, for me, it's, we're, we're ranking the Conjuring movie, yeah. the Conjuring movies, and it doesn't feel like that. So, um, it feels like it could just be something different on its own. And I would enjoy it still without being attached to this universe at all. Cause, cause sure. it kind of, kind of yeah. feels like a really entertaining Goosebumps movie yeah. instead yeah, exactly. of being, exactly. instead of being yeah. a Conjuring movie. Yeah. So, um, that's a good assessment. That's what I'll say about this. So, um, yeah, that was that was my thoughts on the movie. Uh, and yeah, that's it. That's our rankings, guys. So yeah. we're done for another week. Nolsey, do you want to take us out? Got a couple lists. What's up next? Fortnite. Let's let's hear it. Fast and the Furious. I know you're very excited. I cannot wait. Before we exit, let's uh, let's do a recap. Uh, let's do our list. So Noletta, you're up first. Your number eight. My number eight. This is ranking the Conjuring universe. Oh, Noletta's number eight. It is. The Weeping Woman or Curse of La Llorona. In number seven. Annabelle. Your number six. The Conjuring. Ridiculous. <laughs> your, number, your top five, number five. <laughs> the Nun. <laughs> your number four. Annabelle Creation. In the free spot. The Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It. Your second favourite. 
The Conjuring 2. And Noletta's best movie in the Conjuring franchise is... Annabelle Comes Home. All right. Okay, Westy, what is your number eight? Annabelle. Your number seven? The Nun. Your number six? Annabelle Creation. Your number five. Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Or did he? Find out in cinemas now. <laughs> number four. The cur. Oh. Oh, actually, that was a late change. My number five was The Curse of the Weeping Woman. My number four was <laughs> The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I did change that mid last, last minute. Number three. Annabelle Comes Home. Number two. The Conjuring 2. And number one. The Original Conjuring. All right, Aaron. Let's count it down. And your number eight. Uh, Annabelle. Number seven. The Curse of the Weeping Woman. Your number six. The Nun. Your top five at number five. Annabelle Creation. Your number four. Uh, conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. What's your number three? The Original Conjuring. Tell us your number two, Aaron. Conjuring 2. And your favourite movie in the Conjuring universe is... At least this week, it is Annabelle Comes Home. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining the show, Aaron, this week. Hope Thanks you enjoyed it. Me. Can I just say that I don't understand why this franchise is so popular? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, agree I feel like this movie does not really get up to the level of even getting any of them called a great film. I feel like yeah. Patrick Wilson's really going to get sick of this franchise. Yeah. Like, where do we go the when the Warrens stop being in it? They're like, going yeah. through time quick too in the franchise. So I just, I hope we don't get any more Annabelle movies unless McKenna Grace comes back. I hope we don't, who knows how your crook at me and think that you're excited oh, for yeah. going to be. I'm so. excited for it. I think it's going to be good. I mean, no? I'd probably rather them to do spin-off, more spin-off ones like that, to be honest, than continuing the Annabelle or The Conjuring. But we'll see. All right. Well, that's it. That's all for another week. We will see you again soon with Fast and the Furious. Thank you, guys, for listening to what have we been watching this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being our guest, Aaron. We'd like to have you back soon, maybe in October, to discuss your favourite horror movies in general. Now, that would be a great list. (laughs)